Two girls talking. You know what that means. It's time to talk. What's going on in the world? How about your business? How about your life? Let's talk it out. Two girls talking. Hello, listeners. It's Anna. And it's Ashley. And to say we are that, that we're excited about today's guest, it's an understatement. Both Anna and I are writers. I'm a published author. And we have so much to learn about writing from our guest, Robin Finn. Yay! Robin is the founder and creator of Heart Soul Pen, a woman's writing collective, where, and, and this is her description, radical self-expression meets writing and wellness. Welcome, Robin. We are so excited that you're here. Yay! Thank you so much for having me. Super yeah. To talk to you guys. Well, as Ashley said, both of us are writers. She journals every single day. And I, I try to journal, but I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I don't journal as much as I think I would like to, or even as I should, but I do blog. I do blog. So tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us how you got into writing and why. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, um, my name is Robin Finn and I am the mother of three and, um, it's interesting how I got into writing. My background is initially in public health. I have a master's degree in public health and I worked in public health for many years. And then I had kids and um, my son had severe hyperactivity. That's my middle child. When he was little, it was really, really difficult. So I had like, I always joked that when I was a mom, like I didn't know where the village is and no one wanted me in it. Because when you have a hyperactive kid, you are so easily the target of other people's judgment. Yes. And so it was really isolating parenting. I had this dream that I was going to be a mommy and have all these mommy friends and mommy playdates and be besties with everybody. And that, that is not what happens if you have a hyperactive child. My son has ADHD, but he does not have hyperactivity. He has the type of ADHD that I call the shiny ball syndrome. Um, he can get easily distracted. And I have no doubt that he gets that from me. I think we've talked about this before, Ash. I have no doubt that his ADHD just, you know, comes from me because, you know, I can be talking about one thing and then somebody, you know, I, I see a bug fly past me and I'm like, oh my gosh, where's he going? You and know? that's definitely hard. But, but when you have a kid who's hyperactive, you're definitely going to have behavioral problems and that's going to lead to a lot of isolation. So yeah. uh, here it was mom and mommying along, feeling really isolated. And through a various different weird circumstances, I ended up going back to school and getting a master's degree in spiritual psychology okay. from, the from the university of Santa Monica. And it really taught me to let go of, um, the way I wanted things to be and embrace the way things are. And that training led me to start writing about what my experience was as a parent with a son with ADHD. And to my shock and surprise, my work was picked up everywhere. Mm, so I was right. feed and Washington Post, LA Times, all the mommy blog, everywhere. And suddenly I, I was I was writing and writing and writing a lot of personal essay, writing about parenting. I was really flooded with emails from other parents talking about how moved they were by me sharing my experience and that they were having a similar experience. So that really, you know, I just write, wrote more. It was like it was healing for me, but it was also an opportunity to really like build community and feel like I was 
I was sharing in a way that was also helpful to other people. And it was really like this weird intersection of public health, women's health, writing, creativity, all these things kind of came together. And then really what happened is women just started reaching out to me and saying, like, I want to write. How can I share my experiences? You know, I'm so moved by what you have to write. And I've had a different experience, but I would like to share this. And so I put together like a little writing workshop and I called it Heart, Soul, Pen because my particular brand of coaching with writing is really to facilitate the writer's radical self-expression. It's not for me to teach you the craft of writing, mm. although we do learn craft, but it's really for me to guide the writers to let go of judgment, which is really the hardest thing for writers, and let out the story that wants to be told. I'm like, I have so many questions. This is like so up our alley. Right. Um, I want to go back into your background because um, I'm just, I'm very curious, like you said, you got your master's in spiritual psychology. What is that? What is that? What is that? What does that mean? Like, what is spiritual uh, psychology? Jamie, when I showed up there, I kept laughing because I'm originally from Ohio. I'm like, I am not woo-woo. Even though I live in <laughs> LA, I am from Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what I was doing there, but I loved it. Well, spiritual psychology is really the belief that we're divine beings having a human experience. In other words, there's a spark of the divine. There's the spark of call it the universe. It's a non-denominational. You can believe whatever you want, but the idea is that we're having a human experience, but there is a part of us that has a different kind of deep inner knowing about sort of like why we're here, what we're meant to be doing. And, you know, the, the practice of spiritual psychology is really about letting go of judgment, mostly mm. about yourself, because when you stop judging yourself, it's so much easier to stop judging other people. You know, we think it's about, oh, we judge others, but really we're the harshest judges of ourselves. We are. We, we, we really are. It is. And, you know, you, you mentioned something about how writing, can, uh, writing on the page. Uh, what is it you said? You said that writing on the page, finding your voice on the page can transform your life. I totally believe that. Amen, sister. I really believe that. See, here's the thing. For women in particular, it's really easy to lose our voices because we are so often deeply embedded in the lives of others. Yeah. Whether you're a parent or a spouse or a partner or a daughter or niece, I mean, the list goes on and on, or an employee. But it's so easy for women, you know, culturally to really embed themselves in the lives of others and just completely lose a sense of our own identity. And a lot of, of, of women have that experience where they're just like, I don't even know what I like. I, I don't know what I have to say. And I really truly believe when you find your voice on the page, um, mm -hmm. it's so exciting and you can really discover yourself to be a writer and a much more magical wordsmith than you ever thought. But also it really starts to, co to color your entire life. You find your voice on the page and suddenly you, you find your voice in your life. That's just what happens. It's so true. And I, I feel this fully because I do journal every day and I try to do morning pages, you know, the book, the artist way where, you know, I write three pages every morning, which I love. And journaling has been such a healing part of my life in many different areas. And I write about it in my book, but like some people come to me and they're like, I don't journal. I don't write. And 
like what what do you say to them because I believe everyone can be a writer like you don't need to like I think we all judge ourselves but like do you think everyone has this ability in them like it's not just for the like creative people who want to write right I believe that everybody has a story to tell um I believe that a writer is one who writes and um you know, I, I believe that anyone can write. And also that it's really important to let go of this need to like, I have to journal every day. I mean, if you do, that's wonderful. But a lot of people can use that to prove I'm not really a writer because I don't journal every day, but it's okay. Maybe you can only write for five minutes once a week, but five minutes once a week over 52 weeks, you will be amazed the amount of material. Yeah. So part of that, like letting go of judgment is like letting go of what it even looks like to be a writer. If you can make some time in your life to put pen to paper Whatever time that may be, it will be really transformational. I I truly believe that. So you have these writing groups and you have these writing workshops. What do you say to the person who comes to you and says, I have no idea what you want me to write about or what I should write about? How do I start? Where do I do? Yeah. I have a lot of people like that when they say I have no idea what to write about. I say, oh, good. It's so much. It's going to be so much easier for you. (laughs) So often I, people come to me and they tell me they want to write about this. I want to write about cooking. I want to write about my mother. I want to write about, and then when they start writing, that's not what it's about. And so what I have to explain to them, that's why it's called heart, soul, pen, and not head, soul, pen. Ah. We, what we think in our head is very different than what is inside our body, our heart, our soul, our chest, our abdomen, what is in there that wants to come out. So I really encourage people to let go of what they think they want to write about and just write. It will present itself what wants to be written. See, it's really different to me to allow what wants to be written than to write. Because to write it is like, I know what I'm writing and I'm going to write. But if we just sit back and do nothing and just let our pen go, what wants to be written, trust me, will come right out. And it's often a real surprise. Yeah. And sometimes it's painful. Sometimes yeah. part of the reason why we don't write is because it's not material we want to write about, but it still wants to be written. And so with the right support, you can find yourself feeling willing to allow these things to come out. And it's really powerful. When when your participants, you know, uh, colleagues, uh, clients write, is their writing just for them, or is this an experiment in allowing others to understand us by writing, or is it for us to understand ourselves better? I mean, that's such a good question. I just would say honestly, all the above. I have several clients. I'd say between several and many who've published books. I have a client who right now has a deal with Simon and Schuster for her book. I have another client who's a best-selling author. So I have clients who have decided, I have clients who start blogs. Um, I just have another client who's got a piece in uh, a Chicago paper. So some people in their writing process and their journey discover the desire to share their work. And maybe even to formulate into a book proposal or a novel, maybe they decide it's going to fi- fictionalize and they're, and they're going to give it all to a character and then it becomes a novel. So it, it, that is absolutely wonderful and beautiful. And I support all of my 
students and getting their work into the world. And then there's people who really just want to write for themselves. Mm-hmm. They're writing to better understand themselves. They're writing to explore like what it is they have to say, and they may not want to share it. And that's totally fine too. But I will say, honestly, 95% of my, of my students share their work. If they don't share it in like a book form, I have a Hartzell Pen online magazine that I encourage all my writers to submit to. And I'd say pretty much nine out of nine and a half out of 10 will submit to the magazine and we'll get their work into the world and share their links with friends and show people and want to share their writing. I, I want to talk about the healing component of writing. Like for me personally, in my life, it's been so therapeutic to write my book, journaling every day. I've gotten so much clarity about my life. I, I have found my voice through writing. Yes. Um, what have you seen happen for your clients and writers um, in, as it relates to healing? Like, do you have any stories to share? I mean, I just say many. Um, what happens often, I have this joke with my students that's like, we all have this folder inside of us of like our shame and dirty secrets and really upsetting things that we don't want to look at. And I'm like, that's the stuff everyone wants to read. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what makes us human. And yeah. so I think sometimes what people feel most ashamed about, I know for me, when I look back at writing about being a mom of a hyperactive kid, I literally felt like everyone hated me. My son was not welcome at birthday parties. Neither was I. I mean, it it was shameful. It was a feeling for me of like, I am a bad mother because a good mother would fix their kid. And no matter what I did, I couldn't fix him. Of course, later I realized he isn't broken, but that took a long time. So for me to be able to write about what was for me such a painful experience Um, It was so healing. That's my own personal experience. But I have other clients who are writing about illness, who are writing about trauma, who are writing about things that for them felt very shameful. Mm. And bringing it into the light is, uh, it literally creates no place for shame to be. Once you shine the light on the shadow, it just disappears. So like it really lifts shame not just for you, the writer, but when you put even a piece in the world about something that feels very shameful and you have people responding saying, thank you, because that happened to me, you realize you're not alone. Yeah. You know, there's nothing you could say that hasn't happened to other people. You're not alone. And your your voice and your sharing, it can be so impactful, literally can save somebody else's life. That's true. That's so, so, that's so very true. So let's talk about your students. Who are they? Are they moms like us? Are they business owners like us? Do they, is there a certain type? I mean, I guess I'm, what I'm wondering is that there, is there a certain type of person who needs to write? Well, my, my students are writers of all levels. So I'm in LA. So I have a lot of students who are industry writers, screenwriters, TV writers, And they'll find me and they'll tell me like, I've been writing for this show or that show or for shows for so long. I have no idea what my own voice is. Sure. I have professional writers who say like, I don't know how to write as me. I have people who write a lot for work, like attorneys, psychologists, you know, professional women who write a lot, but not in their own voice. 
And then I also just have writers, people who identify as a writer and uh, they've written perhaps another book or a novel or they're a poet and they just feel like I'm not inspired. I'm, I need, I need something. I need to reignite something. And so, um, and a lot of my students are moms, not all, but I'd say like mothers of young children often come to me because they have lost their voice. Midlife women where the kids are getting older, suddenly there's this vacuum of like, oh, I've been so busy mommying. Now I have this extra space. It's so liberating and terrifying. I have no idea what to do. So it's like mothers at different stages might be drawn to writing because they've actually always been creative people or they've always wanted to self-express, but now they have a little more time to do it. I have students who hide in the garage from their kids so they can have their two and a half hour writing class. Like, so I think writing with people of different levels is so inspiring because for professional writers, it takes the pressure off. Like if you had a room and everyone is a professional writer, you feel like you have to perform. Yeah. And I think we all have so much to learn from each other. So for new writers, it's very inspiring to work with professional writers. For professional writers, it's so much fun to work with new writers. Everybody brings something different. I, really, the thing everyone has in common is the desire to express themselves. Right. Absolutely. And how does it work like in the Zoom groups? Like, I'm just, I'm like, I want to go, like, I can't wait to join one. Um, But like, walk our listeners through like what it, what the process looks like to join one of your groups. Yeah. So there's a couple of different things I have going on, but I have classes, which are eight women on Zoom and we write together. We always write live in class. So we'll write for like a half an hour, 20 minutes. We just turn off our cameras and then we share right then in class. We never critique freshly written material. I'm just going to repeat that. We never, ever, ever critique freshly written material. I am a very staunch opponent of early critique. I think writers get critique way too early and I call it art school trauma but I do private coaching and those are the people who come to me, people who've been really shut down by getting critique way too early. So we give what I call strength-based feedback where people write in class, they share the material they just wrote, completely unedited, they don't even know what it is. And then they get, they get feedback from the other people in the class about what resonated for them. So that if they decide to go back to their piece they wrote in class today, they have some notes about like, wow, the part where this happened really struck me. I love these images. This this language really struck me. So we share what resonates. That's it. There is no critique. And I really do not believe in critique until much farther along in the writing process. And that's another part of Heart, Soul, Pen is that we give each writer the dignity of being the expert of their own writing. Yeah. So when you get to a point with your own writing where you can't take it any farther, and that's when you get critique. But you don't do that when we've just planted a seed and it's just beginning to germinate and then you have everyone commenting on it. Well, no, we don't need your comments. It's just beginning. This, we, we need to let it really grow and flourish. And the writer needs to really prune it as much as they can until they feel ready to share and get critique. And I think that's a big reason why people also stop writing because they, they're shut down. Well, what about, do you ever get anyone who just like doesn't want to share? They're like, I just want to write. 
but I don't want to share. Like sharing can feel scary. Like <laughs> even very vulnerable. Me, yeah. Like to write about like my, you know, deepest, darkest, like fears or seek or whatever, the, the things that I might be ashamed of. That feels really scary to share. Well, first of all, you know, like we were, we write with prompts. So mm-hmm. and the class is eight weeks. So you don't have to, and, and not everybody's writing nonfiction. You can write whatever you want. There's no genre. You can write poetry. You can write a story, mm-hmm. anything you want. So you, the writer, may not feel comfortable till week four or week five. So, you know, everybody's on their own, on their own journey. But I will say the class is designed. We create a safe space. We have a little vow of the Vegas pledge where everything that we say in writing class stays in writing class. We begin with a quality where everyone chooses something they're anchoring to for the class. It could be courage. It could be exposure. It could be relaxation, whatever quality they want. So we really create this sacred container because if we didn't have that, then how could you really allow things to come forward? You would be too scared. Mm-hmm. So you have to feel safe. So, you know, it's a women only class. We create this safe space together. And I think when people start sharing and you see how courageous they are, it makes you feel more courageous. Now, why women only? Don't men need to write too? Men absolutely need to write. And I think there's millions of wonderful classes that men can join. But what happened for me, honestly, when I started Hartzell Pen, it was co-ed. And then like, I just had a session where like, there were a couple of guys and they dropped out and it ended up being all girls. This was early on in Hartzell Pen journey of the business. And the women said to me, can we just keep it all women? And I was like, okay. And I realized that women really wanted a safe space to just write with other women. So there's nothing wrong with men. I'm married to a man. I have a son. I have two brothers. Guys are great. But I think there are some very particular cultural barriers to writing for women. Women often tell me that they think that what they're writing is not important. They often tell me they don't think their story is important. They, they're not experienced. They don't have a master's in whatever. They have all these feelings of not of being too small. Mm-hmm. I think these things are very common with women. Oh, so, I agree yeah. with you. I mean, Ashley and I have had so many guests that come on and say very, very similar things. It, it's just men don't, and I don't know what it is, and I hope that I'm not, I, well, I'm I can tell you from my 15-year-old daughter right now, she doesn't have that problem. But um, I don't know if it was how we were raised. I don't know if it is, I don't know what it is. Men don't have that problem. Men, if, if, there is one, if there is a list, a prerequisite of eight things you have to do to fill out for this job, a woman will say, I only have six. And yeah. they won't apply to the job. A man will say, hey, I've got two and I can learn the other six. Yep. And it's the same with writing. A man will stub his toe and be like, I have this amazing story about like how I stub my toe and then my foot smelled <laughs> up and oh my God. And a woman will be like, um, you know, I had a cancer journey and all kinds of crazy things. I'm, it's not really worth telling. Yep. It's, that is so true. I, I love that you're creating that safe space for women because it just it feels um, very community oriented and in like that divine feminine power that we need to access more um, that I, 
that I crave personally. So I, I love that you're doing that. Um, I wonder if you can share just like, what are ways that people can work with you? So we have, you have the group. I saw you have retreats, like give us the different ways you said you have. Um, yeah. So well, my main things I'm focusing on right now, I have my classes. I owe my classes are quarterly summer, fall, winter, spring. So every quarter I'm having at least one class. Some quarters I'm teaching two or three classes, depending on how many people want to to take a class, but I always have at least one. But this thing I'm really excited about is the online women's writing den. So it's a platform that you can get into, you can join. It's a private community. You can join it from anywhere, anytime, any place you live, whatever your time zone. And in the den, um, we write, we get feedback, we have guest experts. We also have a live write every week. So that Ooh. you have both that sort of like online, I can go in there and access people, but you also have a component of we, re, we write live every week. So you really get that feeling of being in a community. And then every month I do uh, writing coaching. So once a month, you have an opportunity to come in and say, this is where I'm at with my project. I don't even know what my writing project is. I have a project. I'm working on a book for proposal, I'm working on an essay, like, do you know an agent? Do you know where I should pitch it? Like whatever you need to just get support for your project. We do that once a month and we do writing every week live on Zoom. So it's like you get to be in a community, but for some people showing up for class is just too hard or they aren't, don't, you know, the time zone doesn't work or whatever it is. So this way, you can be a part of our group from wherever you want. We also have a lot of accountability. You know, every week we post what are our goals. And I think, Ashley, you talked about how wonderful you have been able to write morning pages. So this is a chance where you could say, I'm just committing to my writing by writing three pages every day. And then the next Monday, we're going to ask you, did you do it? Mm -hmm. So maybe your, 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 your goal is like, I really want to write an hour this week because I'm working on something. So you're going to post your commitment and we're going to ask you the next week, did you do it? So for a lot of people, accountability is so important. So you get all of that in the online den and you get the live time and it's just so convenient. So I love that because I feel like I could serve everybody as opposed to just people who can make it Tuesdays at 4.30. This is going to sound weird, but do you, does it matter whether you write like in a computer or you write like with a pen and paper? That's not weird. That's such a good question. That's a good question, Anna. I, 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 when I am, when I'm really being creative, whether I'm writing, you know, scripts or whatever, I tend to pick up a pen and paper. I mean, I, I, I'll look at, It'll be like chicken scratch and I'll put it here and I'll have arrows there. But it's then, then once I have like some ideas down, I'll start putting it into my computer. Well, I feel like you just naturally know the process. I was going to show you like this, a little write I just recently did. Yeah. I, I, what I tell my students is if you're looking to connect to that creative spark right now, write with by hand. Mm -hmm. Even though I know it hurts and like we yeah. write for 20 minutes to a timer. So people are scribbling, but there is definitely a connection from your head, through your arm, through your hand out onto the paper. It's tactile. So I totally agree with you. And then at some point when the idea takes over, 
you can go right to your laptop and you can just write on, on your laptop, no problem. But if you're right. struggling to find the connection, you know, right now, if you're just not sure, it's really great to go with paper and pen. Okay. And it sounds like you're naturally doing that anyway, Anna, but that is true. I, oh, yeah, that, that is how I write. I don't, yeah. yeah. That's how Actually, I write. I start writing just by talking. See, yeah, I, I tend to kind of formulate ideas and then I'll speak. I'll record I'll write. myself first sometimes and then write. But like in the morning, I just free write. And I'm wondering for you, Robin, what are you writing right now? Are you working on anything, anything that you're um, getting ready to share? Well, I am actually working on a heart soul pen workbook. Awesome. I've been like thinking about doing it for a long time, but I'm finally like sitting down and really looking at what is it that goes on in class that's so special and, and how can I make this into a step process that anyone could follow? I mean, part of the magic is being in community. I really want to stress that because everything I do as a writer, as a teacher, as a teacher and a facilitator is in community. And if you come to one of my events and you share anything and you hear people giving feedback and I walk people through how to give strength-based feedback and you see the impact it has on writers right away to hear what really resonated. It's so powerful. It creates so much momentum and inspiration. Yeah. So there is no re replacement for being together, but I feel like you could work this process by yourself to some extent letting go of judgment, writing to a timer, allowing what wants to come up to come up, and even looking at it through the eyes of curiosity instead of being so critical. So I do think there's a way to do that. And I'm that's what I'm working on right now is sort of a, you know, nine step process, heart, soul, pen, how to let out what wants to be what wants to be written. Oh, so interesting. Robin, how can our listeners find you? Um, they can find me. I have a brand new, I'm very excited. I have a brand new, beautiful website that just launched yesterday and Ooh. I haven't even announced it yet. So you guys are the first ones to know. R-O-B-I-N-F-I-N-N.com or heartsoulpen.com. You can find me, learn all about my classes. I'm having a retreat coming up. Mostly I really just want to have more women writing and joining the community and supporting each other because it is honestly so much fun. Yeah. That's yeah. the other thing. It it's is. just so joyful to write with other women because you get to know them and connect with them in a way that we don't always get, even our closest friends, we don't always get to take off our masks and really share. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, we gotta join the group. We gotta join the den. I know, I know. I was well, as you you know, you see my chicken scratch here. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to have you. And I, I really, I really do feel like the people who come into the community, they're just really wonderful people and everybody supports each other. And, and it just ends up like everyone just becomes so close. Yeah. And so and so not only do you get to be creative and do you get to create writing time for yourself, but you also develop all these new creative women friends. Yeah. And that's also so fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. It sounds fabulous. Robin, thank you so much. Um, you know, writing was my very first love. And so it's so nice to get back, mm -hmm. you know, to it. I love to read and write. And I just, it, it's, it's nice to do it. It's nice to know that other people still like to do it.
And also just to, to what you've created, like a community for yeah. people to come together. I, I just, I love, and I'm, I'm so excited to personally dive in. So Robin, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, our listeners, we love having you come in every two weeks. So yep. thanks for tuning in. Robin, you're amazing. Thank, thank you, for you joining so us. much for having me. Thank you. It was so much fun talking to you guys. Listeners, we'll talk to you again in two weeks. Bye.